Well, this was a pleasant surprise. Today I'm talking about American Underdog. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about a recent uh, movie called American Underdog, which is kind of follows the rise of uh, from Kurt Warner from kind of a nobody to an NFL starting quarterback. And I was hesitant to watch it for reasons I'll get into shortly, but I enjoyed it a lot. So without further ado, let's get started. A movie's tagline doesn't sell me on a movie. They're usually so generic that it's not impossible to shift my opinion, or good ones are attached to a movie I already planned on seeing. It doesn't matter what the tagline for John Wick Chapter 4 is, I'm going to see that movie. On the other end, there are a handful of words and taglines that make me pause. Destiny is one, and faith. I want to be clear that I don't have an inherent problem with movies about religion or faith, but rather that a lot of movies that claim to be about faith are actually about a very narrow or messed up version of Christianity. This is how you get all of those Kirk Cameron movies of the very specific crowd loves, but everyone else wants to vomit about. So seeing that that the that attached to a biopic about Kurt Warner's unlikely rise to the NFL gave me pause. Thankfully, the movie won me over. The film follows a promising college quarterback named Kurt Warner, who hopes of playing in the NFL. Around the same time, Kurt takes up with a woman named Brenda, and quickly falls for her and bonds with her children. But when his NFL dreams fail to take off, Kurt will have to find the strength, commitment, and opportunities to work his way into the league. American Underdog is a great example of how a stale idea can work really well thanks to nuances of the story and solid filmmaking, even if it's decidedly family-friendly. And there's a big reason why, a strong thematic core. The film portrays a young Warner as talented and good-natured, but also prone to bailing when things get tough, or failing to commit quickly. And in a very clever bit, the film ties this to both Kurt as a quarterback and his personal life. As a quarterback, he's talented, got great arm and accuracy, but hangs onto the ball too long and seems to panic when he's under pressure, same as he does when the going gets tough in his personal life. It means that Kurt's NFL and personal life are both linked to his growth as a person, and that the audience has two perpetual sources of conflict and arenas to root for Kurt in. The first is obviously the football field, and the second is his blossoming relationship with Brenda. It means every scene has a natural tension because one aspect of his life isn't complete, at least not yet. This is also aided by the film's primarily grounded visual style that makes almost everything look and feel more day-in-the-life than melodramatic cinema. Almost all of the locations feature low lighting and less of that cheeky glow or glossy look that a lot of movies of its ilk tend to have. It means the low moments like Kurt struggling at Brenda's place or working at a grocery store look and feel how low look and feel like low points or just a day in the life. And when things get better, the screen lights up. It's a nice visual association. It also helps that Zachary Levy and Anna Paquin are great choices as Kurt and Brenda. Levy has defined his current screen persona as being a broad-shouldered action hero type with an inherent softness. Whether it's his role in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel or as a kid in an adult's body in Shazam. So playing Kurt as a good-hearted young man trying to do the right thing, live his dreams, and grow up works really well. 
and Anna Paquin has played more than enough will-they-won't-they they romantic characters to get Brenda down to a T. But I'm sure you're wondering, what about the, the Faith stuff? Honestly, I barely noticed it. The problem with a lot of faith-based films is that being faithful or a relationship with God is the centerpiece of the film. And here it's more like one element of what makes Kurt feel whole or gives him strength. When football and his relationship with Brenda aren't where he wants them to be, he prays. And you could have that in a movie that doesn't mention faith at all, and it would make sense. Basically, it feels natural rather than beat you over the head forced. I also want to highlight where this movie ends, which is a bit of a spoiler, but I think it's important. Considering how the movie opens with a young Kurt saying he wants to play in the NFL and win the Super Bowl MVP, you'd assume that's where this movie would end. Kurt has a great game, and then we watch him in the Super Bowl. Dreams manifested, dreams achieved. Instead, the movie ends with Kurt's first game, where he plays a good game for the St. Louis Rams. And I like that a lot better. Because the movie we've been watching has been pushing to this moment, not the Super Bowl. This is the moment where all of his hard work, the support of his friends, and his family life are completely together. It's where he's finally lived up to every aspect of his potential and become complete. And I think it's a better ending. The verdict is that it's sweet, simple, and effective. Though familiar to fans of underdog sports stories, Kurt Warner's story features enough sweetness and solid filmmaking to recommend. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, with the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.